Reported by Norman J. Clement RPH, DDS, Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D, Joseph Salvo Esquire, Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., MBA, Willie Gignard B.S., Brom Fisher Esquire, J.K. Joshi M.D., MBA, Joseph Webster M.D., Esther Hyatt Ph.D., Brom Fisher Esquire, Michelle Alexander, Varys E. Muchet, Strategic Advisor. Why does U.S. liberation make drug problems in nations from Afghanistan to Ukraine far worse? God goes before us and makes the crooked places straight. It may be easier than you think. Don't defeat yourself saying I can. Bye. Martin Seif. Martin Seif. April 15, 2016. Does liberation and subsequent occupation by U.S. forces fan the flames of drug addiction and integrate previously insulate nations into the global or international drug economy? The question is an embarrassing one, but the data to support this contention appears irrefutable, because it comes from the U.S. government itself. The International Narcotics Control Strategy Report, INSERT, is an enormous global survey compiled annually by the State Department and organized helpfully and concisely with separate reports and assessments for every country. The 2016 INSERT was released on March 2. Its individual country sections on Iraq, Afghanistan, and Ukraine make sobering reading. Over the past 13 years, scores of thousands of brave American soldiers have fought and many of them died or lost their limbs in continuous military operations in Iraq to bring peace, security, and freedom from Islamic terrorism for that unhappy country. But they also brought a vast explosion of hard drug addiction, the INSER documents. In the years that followed the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003 to topple longtime dictator Saddam Hussein, the number of drug abusers grew fourfold across the nation, the report acknowledged this week. United States Military and Afghan Poppy Field. The report noted that a 2015 survey carried out by the U.S. government and the Iraqi Ministry of Health confirmed that four times as many Iraqis are using hard drugs compared with 12 years ago. The results of the survey report show an increase in substance abuse, with a 3.7% lifetime prevalence use rate, as compared with a 2004 WHO, World Health Organization, report indicating a less than 1% rate, the report stated. Iraq continues to be a transit country for illicit drugs, with growing rates of substance abuse due to an upsurge in the trafficking of pharmaceuticals and other synthetic drugs. Heroin, opium, methamphetamine, and hashish are transported through Iran into Iraq, and then onward to international markets, it continued. Afghanistan's poppy cultivation soars despite U.S. efforts. The INSER painted a similarly discouraging picture about Afghanistan where U.S. forces have been operating continually in support of supposedly enlightened nation-building policies since the end of 2001. As drug production continues to flourish in Afghanistan, the report acknowledged that the agencies of the U.S. government were losing their much-touted war on drugs in that country too. The cultivation, production, trafficking, and consumption of illicit drugs flourish in Afghanistan, the INSER said. Unless and until Afghanistan achieves a significant degree of security, is able to extend the rule of law to its 34 provinces, and is able to eliminate the government kleptocracy and take meaningful action against corruption in general, there will be no possibility of enacting strategies and programs to effectively fight narcotics and drug cultivation and production in Afghanistan for any midterm or long-term success. Former Senior U.S. Counter-Narcotics Official in Afghanistan Not surprisingly, the report acknowledged that a symbiotic relationship exists between the insurgency in Afghanistan and organized narcotics trafficking. 2015 saw a resurgence of the security challenges seen in earlier periods of the insurgency, 
and the intensity of active battles undermined progress toward the Afghan government's drug control goals, the report admitted. Most opium will be refined into heroin. In fact, over the past 14 years, the United States has spent $8 billion fighting opium production in Afghanistan. Yet it has failed miserably. The Inkser explained that drug traffickers provide weapons and funding to the Afghan insurgency in exchange for the protection of drug trade routes, cultivation fields, laboratories, and trafficking organizations. The Taliban generates revenue by taxing drugs traffic through areas they control, it added. However, the bottom line of the Afghanistan assessment remains stark and incontrovertible, since the United States charged into Afghanistan in late 2001 and stayed to remake the country into a modern, westernized, secular democracy and unified state, drug addiction among the Afghan people has soared. John Sopko Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, identified how billion of U.S. taxpayers' dollars funded Afghan drug warlords, heroin productions, and illicit worldwide distribution under the protection of the United States Armed Forces and knowledge of the DEA. Afghanistan today has one of the highest substance abuse rates in the world with an estimated 3 million people being addicted, or 11% of the population, the Inser flatly stated. This depressing dynamic is not limited to Muslim nations. The Inser country report on Ukraine tells a similar story, the Kiev government officially lists just over 68,000 registered drug addicts, but the real number may be as high as half a million people, it said. The number of registered drug addicts was 68,220 as of May 2015 the report stated. However, various experts estimate the actual total number of people with substance use disorders in Ukraine could be as high as 500,000. Heroin from Afghanistan is trafficked through the Caucasus and Turkey before passing through Ukraine while cocaine originating from South America is moved through Ukrainian seaports and airports for both domestic use and further transit to European Union nations, the report explained. Synthetic drugs are trafficked to Ukraine primarily from Poland, Lithuania, and the Netherlands, the report added. Law enforcement officials from other countries have documented that heroin from Afghanistan is also transported into Ukraine via Kosovo, which has become Europe's main heroin and other drugs distribution center. Innovative uses of solar panels in Afghanistan has greatly increased poppy production. These trends did not start with the toppling of President Viktor Yanukovych's government in 2014 and the so-called Maiden Revolution but they have accelerated and gotten far worse under the chaotic rule of current President Petro Poroshenko. At the very least, the raw data in this year's INSER should provoke the Obama administration and leaders in Congress to rethink U.S. policies in the international war on drugs. Wherever one looks, the current trends and hard metrics are not positive. For now, you are. You are within the norms.com, Winton Marsalis Concerto for Trumpet and Two Oboes, 1984. Within the Norms. Reference. Martin Seif is a Global Policy Institute Fellow. He is a national columnist for the Post-Examiner online newspapers in Los Angeles and Baltimore. He has received three Pulitzer Prize nominations for international reporting. Mr. Seif served as Managing Editor, International Affairs, Chief News Analyst, Defense Industry Editor, and Chief Political Correspondent at United Press International, UPI, from 1999 to 2009. He was chief foreign correspondent for the Washington Times as its Soviet and East European correspondent covering the collapse of communism from 1986 to 1992, and then its State Department correspondent from 1992 to 1999. He is the former chief global analyst at The Globalist, and former senior correspondent for the Asia-Pacific Defense Forum. He is a regular contributor to the Arab Weekly in Doha and to the China Daily. He is the author of many books including The Politically Incorrect Guide to the Middle East, 2008, 
Shifting Superpowers, The New and Emerging Relationship Between the United States, China, and India, 2010, That Should Still Be U.S., How Thomas Friedman's Flat World Myths Are Keeping Us on Our Knees, 2012. Mr. Seif received his B.A. and M.A. in Modern History from Oxford University and did his graduate studies on the Middle East at the London School of Economics.